0: Have you ever given consideration to how many inquiry calls your team misses? If you have, have you ever quantified how much this costs your organisation? If you haven't, and you take a moment to do so, you'll probably be horrified, particularly when you take into consideration how valuable that income could be when invested in your team or the quality of service that they deliver. Today, I'm speaking to Lauren from Moneypenny, who has a call answering service for the care sector. In this episode, we talk about why you never have to miss a call and about the importance of making a great first impression. I'm Simon Parker, and this is the Care Leaders Network podcast. The context of today's podcast is missed calls equals missed opportunities. So Lauren, tell me, why do so many care organizations miss calls from care seekers?
1: I think Simon, most of it's down to adequate resource in-house in care organizations. Um, a lot of the time they will um, ask the caregivers to answer the calls amongst uh, you know many other jobs that they're doing day to day. So I think it's a lot of that they don't take into consideration everything else that they're doing.
0: Um, And the phone just becomes a a bit of a back burner. Mm, I can certainly say that from my experience of doing um, uh, uh, doing uh, uh, mystery shopper calls for for care organisations back in my consultancy days, I've had some fairly interesting responses when I've called up care services to to inquire. Um, some of them, of course, are, are brilliant. They're, they're well thought through. They're managed correctly. They're, they're, they include great questions. There's follow up. There's next steps, all of that type of good stuff. Um, but I'd say that there's more often than not, the experience can be clunky um in some way shape or form and of course there's a bit of a distribution there uh uh from the from the uh weird and wonderful all the way through to the absolutely fantastic really engaging and super super helpful of course any care organizations go- going to aspirationally want their their ability to answer calls to be to be great but i think the reality is oftentimes that's it's just not the case
1: yeah, I, I completely agree. There is businesses out there that have heavily invested in the first initial impression in the first call that takes place to their business. They might have set up a specific sales line that goes through to a dedicated sales team or to one of the home managers, for example, that's got... Um, you know, all of the right tools in place to be able to handle that correctly. However, there is a huge number of businesses still out there that it is going through to the homes um, and as lovely and as wonderful the caregivers are and they, you know, the business wouldn't be able to run without them. They're not necessarily the right people to handle the the first impression call. And, you know, we've only got around about five seconds to make a first impression on someone and actually make it count Um, So I think it's really important that they are looking at at a bigger picture to say, well, what what happens when someone calls my business? Are are we there? Are we present? Are we friendly? Are we professional? Would someone want to buy from us? I think all of them questions are really important. And the mystery shopping exercise is great because that's where you get the real results.
0: Definitely. And I it's almost a cliche, isn't it, about the um first impressions count. Of course they do. It's it's impossible to to forget that. Um let's be honest, the people working in in care organizations, sales isn't there. They're they're their predominant reason for wanting to care work in a care organization. And they've got like in a practical sense, they're they're there to to look after people in that in that care service. It's not their core competency to be able to to get them to that really really um uh uh well trained standard where they're answering the the phone really really well really really professionally again creating all of that engagement and that intrigue and having all of the, the 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 process that's included in in it so just from a practical standpoint having having people working in the care services answer the phone it's it creates um Uh, it pulls them away from the job that they're fundamentally meant to be meant to be doing. And of course, if they do end up doing it, the the likelihood is if they haven't had really, really clear training around it, it could be a a missed opportunity, of course, as uh, as well. So um, I guess we're kind of alluding to this already. But why would you say that care providers do need to be more strategic when it comes to their approach to call handling?
1: I think it, it links back to what we were earlier saying in terms of that first impression as well and be more strategic in terms of would if I made a call today and I got the response that is currently in place would I want my loved one to join that care home or join that care organization and be cared for by that person I think it's it's really people buy from people so I think it's really important that you look at actually is that person representing my brand? Are they asking the right questions? Are they answering the questions in the correct way? And um, so I think when strategically, not even just from a lead generation point of view, but actually the brand of their business. And um, so I think brand alignment along with everything else is so important.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, that that that's um Having that consistency in that brand alignment, as you as you put it, I think is 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 of paramount importance. And also, as well, there are of course care organisations that do a fantastic job of this, um, but I'd say it's probably the exception rather than rule. There's a whole body of work that almost needs to be done across the across the sector. Um, and I, I recently had a, a chat with a, a, another one of the supply partners at the Care Leaders Network about this as well. I think the one of the things that social care really struggles with is, and, and that's at a macro level, uh, is is the brand of social care. I don't think that the public, that society really gets social care, and often it gets a a bad rap, a bad uh people have a bad perspective on it a lot of the a lot of the time. Um and I think there's 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 reasons for that, and there's people that can be uh uh that, that that maybe uh to a certain extent are, are culpable but I do think that marketing as a whole because it hasn't traditionally been uh it hasn't had to be traditionally uh an important part of the way that care organizations have uh have been run um I think in today's world it's it's Ever increasingly important, and I think if people have not such great interactions and touch points with care organisations as they go through their care seeker journey, it perpetuates that narrative that the care sector is is bad, or that it hasn't got it act together, or fill in the blank, whatever people's beliefs might might be. Um, and again, coming back to the the the, the cliche of uh, uh, first impressions counting, um, often. If 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 people are if people are ringing a care service, it's because they've done some they've done some research. Something's piqued their interest, whether it be the location, the CQC rating, the whatever else it might be. This is the first um, person-to-person interaction that they might have, and it's either going to validate their their reasons for wanting to call in the in the first place, or it's going to make people feel, um, I guess, at worst case scenario, they they people could be left feeling alienated in their care seeker journey which is from, from their perspective of course it's such an emotive journey for people to be going on to not have that warmth and that compassion and the the cl- being able to give the clear understanding about um, w- what it means to be a care seeker and what it takes to undergo that journey and what support can be put into place and how you can help somebody maybe move into a care home or, or whatever the other um, the other type of care services is it really creates a, a sense of confidence and trust for that care seeker to, see- to make sure that that that, con- that initial touch point, that first conversation is of is managed that it's um in the best possible way for for that for that context.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of our clients that we speak to are spending so much money on marketing. So getting people to their website, you know, having that lead generation, but then not having the support of the the telephone answering side backed up with it because actually getting people to your website from a marketing point of view is going to, you know, generate more calls to your business. But actually the top gripe for people is that the call isn't answered at all. So they're spending all of this money, getting people to the website, getting people to call their business, but they're not looking at the other end of things. So actually are we spending all this money and there's someone there to be able to generate that lead even further and turn it into ROI essentially. So I think it's really important that you, you know, is the call even being answered? That that's the thing. I I met with a few um companies at an event I went to last week and I said to one gentleman, So what happens when someone calls your business? And he said, No one answers. No one ever picks up because everyone's always really busy. And I think We know that the care sector is struggling from a recruitment point of view, Um, but actually that really shows when you try and call a business because they're they're not answering essentially because they are all busy. We know that they have got so many job roles to take on. It actually becomes that the phone becomes bottom down the list, but it actually it's the phone um, and channels like phone and live chat, for example, that are going to generate you more business and help you grow your business as well. So I think it's everyone just needs to look at it from an outsider's point of view.
0: And that, that also perpetuates that 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 nobody picked up or when somebody did pick up, it was a bit uh, but kind of not an optimal experience um, that perpetuates that negative that's uh, that negative perspective that's held about about social care as, uh, as a whole. So there's the kind of the uh, I call it micro makes it sound unimportant, but the kind of the micro view of on a service by service basis. And then you've got the macro view of how the care sector is actually perceived on a on a on a, on a uh, nationwide basis. All these little things add up. It's compound; uh, these things compound over over time. Um, and all care organisations do have a responsibility to to look after their own brand, but then, of course, to look after the, the the brand of the of the care sector because of the the challenges that it has faced in the past. And I just to jump back on something really important that you highlighted. Like these are your prospective new customers. These are people who will. Generate uh, will will present revenue generating opportunities, um, particularly where um, uh, let's say it's a it's a it's a private, privately funded resident maybe for an older people's service. Um, That's that could be fifty thousand pounds a, a year worth of worth of revenue. If you're not picking up those calls, you're missing those opportunities for 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 revenue generation. And in a world where the bottom line of care organisations has been massively impacted by the cost of living, by the cost of the workforce, by everything basically going up. I can't think of it. It's something that's that's improved in price over the last kind of two or three years. The only lever that you can pull to make sure that your margin isn't being eroded and fundamentally the sustainability of your care organisation is top line growth. So missing those, top-line growth opportunities is of paramount importance and yes it might take an investment but the, the the point is is that the juice is worth the squeeze right to your point you go and spend all that money on on marketing you go and make sure that people are making making inquiries and then you're you're almost failing at the at the last hurdle um it's it's you might as well have not spent the money in that in the first place if there's nobody there to be able to take that take that call and to begin the process of managing that care seeker inquiry and of course with the intention of that person the 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 the, the care seeker uh, or the family member of the of the care seeker uh, moving into that care service or benefiting from that home care service or fill in the blank whatever type provision that it that it might be so it's it, I feel like there was. There, there's, there's been something that's always been uh, suggested within the care sector where if you just look after the care, the business side of things looks after itself. And I not that I don't believe that that's true to an extent, um, but I, I, and I, and I certainly think that that was probably true in the past. But today, as it stands with the economic scenario that we find ourselves in today, I just you need to look after your Business, uh, the commerciality of your care organisation, almost just as much as you need to to make sure that you're looking after after people, because they the 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 interplay in between those two worlds is is important. And let's be honest, there's a lot of people looking to exit the sector. There's an awful lot of people looking to to sell their care organisations. There's an awful lot of people who are falling into trouble times, maybe not being able to make loan repayments or any of this type of stuff within the within the sector, and it coming back to my earlier point and it's because they're having their margins eroded by, um, not really, really, really focusing on those top line growth opportunities, which it's, it's it's a sad set of circumstances, but I, that will be the downfall, unfortunately, of some, some care organizations because they haven't managed to get to a point where they're, they're managing that, 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 that first impression where a proportion of those will end up converting and being, uh, beneficiaries of the of the care that's that's being delivered so you can tell I'm kind of up on my soapbox a little bit on this as as an important subject so I I I hope that people heed the message that we're that we're sharing today because it's um it's bigger than just missing calls of course there are far more widespread implications of not managing that process correctly.
1: I think people are are learning and they are wanting to go into more of the digital age side of things as well and um, you know I think there's only a few people that we speak to that still say on paper trails when it comes to kind of logging in the the leads and the the different calls that come into their business but I think like you said it's it's not it is about the care absolutely the care that you give and the the service that they receive from an in-house point of view is a hundred percent really really important it only takes you know one bad experience for someone to write a negative review and that's all over social media these days for people to see and but I think it's also looking from a business element of it of Am I in control of what's coming into my business? So, do I know exactly how many calls are coming into my business, where then calls are coming from, and where people are hearing about us to know what marketing is working? Not a lot of people have access to that data, and um, not a lot of people have CRMs in place either. So, I think they are more going into that that space of we need to be able to track this we need to be able to see what's working and what isn't working for our business so we're seeing that more and more that people are moving into that space um, and wanting to take it more seriously Um, but I do agree there's a whole of a business element side to it as well that people need to think about.
0: You are right, and um, uh, b- people could easily see, uh, I guess, the context of what we're talking about now, and think that maybe we're being kind of overly, overly negative uh, about the kind of the state of play at the at the moment. I think just to flip maybe that 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 perception on its head, you're absolutely right. The care sector as a whole, I think, is undergoing a a, a rapid transformation, and more and more people are becoming more digitally savvy. They're becoming more mindful of their uh, their 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 sales and marketing processes because they need to but because uh they they recognize the importance of of doing so um i guess it's 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 just making sure for those people who are uh, the the care leaders out there who are unsure or that haven't started the journey yet or that maybe need some some persuading that this is the right direction of travel now is the time to, to 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 begin the begin the process in whatever context that might look like there's all sorts of stuff that you can do from a sales and marketing perspective that are going to carry weight and the, and, the, and they're going to help with that top line growth the most important thing is that you start and that you learn and that you iterate and that you look for further opportunities because i mean that's just I, I read somewhere on, uh, I think it was like a LinkedIn meme or something like that, um, from a uh, uh, an extremely well-known, uh, reputable CMO, so chief marketing officer of, uh, of an exciting, uh, I think it was a, a sports tech company or something along those lines, um, basically suggesting that anyone in marketing who thinks it's, they, they've got it all organized and then they know exactly what they're doing is lying um, because everyone in sales and marketing to a certain extent is making it up as they go along because there are the market changes the, the 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 dynamics of the what's going on within an organization might change there are some key fundamentals that are really really worthwhile exploring and implementing in any care, care organization or any other organization for that matter um but the how uh how it's actually done and the the tweaking and the iterating and all that type of stuff is uh, it's that's just part of the part of the process so there's no There's no panacea. There's no silver bullet that's going to make all of the all of the difference. It's a case of making sure that you've got your sales and marketing infrastructure correctly set up. Um, And the important thing to note is to to make sure that the positive steps are being made in the direction of making sure that that infrastructure is set up, that it's working correctly, that you're getting good quality feedback and enabling you to be able to, to iterate over over time to drive top line revenue to make sure that you're not your eroge, uh, margins aren't being eroded and to make sure that you've got a remarkable care organisation which is that's that's why these people go into business and set these organisations up in the in the first mate place it's to it's to make sure that they can deliver build remarkable care organisations and deliver rem- remarkable care yeah
1: exactly like you said though, they go into this business because they're the type of people that want to help people and that's exactly you know what these people are in this sector for is to help people so I think that as long as you've got the care aspect 100% right then you can move on to looking at the more sales and marketing side of things so what what do I want people to think when they come across my website what do I think people want to think when they come across my brand, me as a person. So it's all hand, goes hand in hand together. Um so, and I, I completely agree with you that people are looking at it more um, from a top line point of view. So actually, you know, how much revenue has come into the business? What am I doing to generate that? What can we do more of? Um, but no one's got it all figured out. We all have to start somewhere. So I think starting somewhere, um, such as what happens when someone calls my business is is a great place to start
0: definitely talk to me about recruitment recruitment's obviously a massive challenge for all care organizations uh obviously again some some are doing better than uh, than others um but it's certainly hard. Yeah. How can first impressions over the phone mm-hmm. aid recruitment uh, as a as, as a whole because I think that's a a really really Well, it's one of the most important things that care leaders are thinking about as it stands today. And I know that there are some real positive implications for for making sure that that first impression is absolutely nailed.
1: I think... uh it it works very very similar to a care see, care seeker in terms of wanting to use your service when someone calls your business wanting to work with you it's do i want to work with this person who's answering the phone do i want to work closely with them do i want to work with that organization how am i treated through the process of wanting to apply for a job within that business we know that the amongst other sectors but you know the care sector at the moment is extremely um suffering with the recruitment side of things and I think that comes down as well to a big shift after COVID in terms of it's more of a candidate's will than it is a client's world so I think there's so many jobs available within care that that candidate has got the opportunity to call around several different care businesses and have their pick of which job that they want to um take up so I think if you have if you look at every single process from start to finish of that um, and be at the forefront of people's minds um, I think they're more likely then to choose you as a business over someone else
0: and that's it's a it's a it's a it's been described to me as a battle out there when it comes to, to <laughs> recruit, you know um, uh, anything that you can do to positively co- contribute to your recruitment endeavours has to be worthwhile worthwhile considering and again it's that I know we keep on banging on about the cliche of uh, of, of first impressions but that's it to your point it, it it's it's equally as applicable when it comes to uh, to the care seeker journey as it as it is to the uh, uh, to the care deliver uh, prospective recruitment journey as uh, as well. So um I'd say one thing that I'm interested in, in in exploring is where do people go wrong? Like talk to me about the mistakes that people commonly make when making trying to make sure that they make the best first impressions over the over the phone, but maybe where you see people um not performing at the standard that they that they could do. So it's getting really, really clear around where, yeah, I guess where the the common Um, where the common mistakes are, and then kind of highlighting, okay, so this is what that looks like from an opportunity perspective.
1: Um, I think common mistakes that are made is maybe not not actually making that mystery shopping call that we were talking about earlier and actually hearing it from an outsider's point of view. Um, A lot of businesses that you call um, might have long cold music. They might have long wait times on the line and that, I think going back to why that person's got in touch, you know, say if I, something happened to, to my mother or my grandmother the night before and I, I'm picking up that phone the first thing in the morning, it's already a really hard decision for me to pick up that phone. I'm kind of admitting that we need some help as a family. And if I'm then waiting on hold for a long period of time or there's some really cheery music on the line and I'm not really in that mood. Um, so I think it's looking... At everything um from why you know that person's got in touch because of this reason so are we actually giving them the right empathy that they need um and understanding why they've got in touch that day as well um I think is really important um from from that point of view
0: I think that empathy thing is really really key I think if you're undergoing a care seeker journey yourself um it's highly emotive people are really really stressed when they go through this through this process so having uh, a compassionate person that one can speak to as they undergo that process mm-hmm. um just being kind to people as they, as they explore that, uh, the, the, the journey and, um, start to fact find and understand the kind of the research and things like that. It's almost like that's the first characteristic that should be displayed. That's the kind of predominant ca- characteristic that needs to be displayed as well, because of the, the level of emotion that is the, that the care is likely to be experiencing at that, at that point as, uh, as well. So how would you say that, um, Care organisations can improve their first impressions when it comes to call handling. What are the key things that they need to to know to make sure that they are nailing it um, if they're if they're choosing to do that, uh, do that? Excuse me, if they're choosing to do that themselves.
1: So I think the the main the main outcome when people are making a call to businesses, they want to feel valued. So they want to make sure that they've had sufficient enough time to. Uh, get across why they've got in touch why they're getting in touch that day so I think starting from the very very beginning and analyzing everything would make the whole load of difference so what are my strengths what are my weaknesses what are the objections for people and what is the outcome that we can do to change it all and I think you know when when we look about being valued if we go back to what we've mentioned. For very, very first of all, you know, care, caregiver—they've got so many different things to do, and um, they're probably picking that call up in between visit. You know, going from room to room, or they're they're on the way to get them, and they've picked up the phone. Whereas, if I was wanting to to contact a business about something like that, I would want the time and effort, and the you know the like we said, empathy that that call might take 10 minutes, it might take 20 minutes, that person might be upset on the call. So actually, I think putting a really robust strategic, go back to what we said earlier, and process in place in terms of when someone calls my business, for a new care inquiry what 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 are we doing with that call where do we want that to go to so in an ideal world do we want that to go to the manager of the home do we want to set up a direct sales team that are trained um, in handling these calls and to be able to give that person all of the information they need but also all of the time that they need to be able to Get everything across. Um, I think looking at that, so there's so many clients, ours that have just home numbers dedicated home numbers they don't necessarily have a a sales line which is absolutely fine but even putting something on the um, the line such as an auto attendant that says if you're looking for new care press one and that that then can be routed to someone more dedicated to handling them calls and so I think like I said so what's your strengths what's your weaknesses objections what's the outcome that you want to achieve and that's a really good starting point
0: Lauren, today obviously we've been talking about missed calls, equally missed opportunities. I feel like we've uh, we've dug into this subject uh, very, very nicely, and you've shared some brilliant insight. So I really, really appreciate your your time today. Uh, again, just a double underline at our point from today's conversation. It's just making sure that progress is being made from a from a marketing and from a sales perspective more broadly, uh, and then highlighting the importance of making sure that calls are being answered. that they're being answered effectively because of the positive implications from a top line revenue generating opportunity perspective. So really, really appreciate your time today. And uh, thank you so much for sharing some of your knowledge on this subject.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.